Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from the 31st Sunday of Ordinary Time. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. Occasionally, I feel like I realize, like, what the heck am I doing? You know, being a priest, for example, I wasn't always planning on doing this, and so, and people who have known me for a long time, you know, like my family, my brother, he knows how bad of a person I was. Uh, and, and so in the midst of that, you sometimes feel like, what the heck am I doing? And, and I think today's gospel in particular gives us good news for times when we maybe feel like, what the heck are we doing? Or I'm not really worthy to be doing this. Because Jesus says to us and to the disciples and to the Pharisees that were criticizing how he was going to stay at Zacchaeus' house. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. And that phrase, that verse is true, not just for those people out there, those sinners out in JMAC or wherever they are, uh, especially in JMAC. <laughs> But, uh, but there, we're all of, we are lost without Jesus. Each of us individually, not in Nagel though. The people in Nagel are okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but seriously, the, the fact is that we are all lost without Jesus. That we all need saving by Jesus. Jesus chooses us not because we're awesome, not because we're really holy and so Jesus is like giving us a stamp of approval, but he has chosen us when we are far from him. He has called us and forgiven us when we are far from him. And so we're reminded of that reality. We're reminded of the reality of the greatness of the Lord and the littleness of us. In the book of wisdom, it told us today how compared This is really crazy. Before the Lord, the whole universe is as a grain from a balance or a drop of morning dew come down upon the earth. So the most recent estimate that we have, because we we don't entirely know how big the universe is, but the most recent estimate from the research I did was that the radius of the observable universe is 93 billion light years. Now, one light year is 5.88 trillion miles. There's 285 galaxies for every person on the Earth. So if you multiply the population of the Earth and then multiply that by 285, then you get the number of galaxies uh, that exist as far as we understand, as far as we know. And so... And we don't even know, what does that even mean, 93 billion light years? We can't even comprehend that. It's such a large number. And yet, what the Book of Wisdom tells us today is that the Lord of the, Lord of the universe, the universe is just like a, a drop of sand, right, compared to him. And the universe is very large. Um, and so, in the midst of all of that, we could feel like, well, I'm really insignificant 
in relationship to the universe, and then the universe is really insignificant in relationship to the Lord. And so then it's, then we can feel like, well, why does the Lord care, right? Why does the Lord care about me, about some random test that I have that in the scheme of the whole universe seems relatively insignificant? And then we hear from the book of wisdom that he, he has, you have mercy on all, you love all things that are, and you loathe nothing that you have made. You loathe nothing that you have made, that he doesn't loathe you, even when you don't do well in a midterm. Uh, he doesn't loathe you when you stumble and fall, but he loves everything that he has made, and he loves you in the midst of the entirety of the universe, and in, in the midst of the massiveness of all that is, and the relative insignificance of all of that in comparison to the Lord, and, and our relative insignificance in comparison to the Lord, the Lord still loves us. He still chooses us. And he is merciful towards us, which is not something we should presume, but we should be grateful for. We shouldn't presume, oh yeah, the Lord is merciful, but we should be astonished by his mercy, by his favor, by his faithfulness to us. And even in his correction of us, according to the book of wisdom, he is moderate with us, and that he warns us little by little. He reminds us of our sins and warns us so that we can be free from them. And so that's a great and amazing gift that the book of wisdom tells us about. And then St. Paul, in the, his letter today, he prays that God might make us worthy of his calling and that God might bring to fulfillment every good purpose and every effort of faith. Every good purpose and every effort of faith that God knows about the little effort of faith that you made this afternoon, the little effort of faith you made this morning to get out of bed and pray the little effort of faith you made to pray the rosary in the middle of the day, the little effort of faith, the Lord sees those little things and the Lord blesses them. Because just like in a gigantic tree begins with something very small, our life of faith often flourishes because of small acts of faith that we choose. And so the Lord is, sees not just our sin, but the Lord sees the small efforts of faith that we make so that we can be glorified in him and as St. Paul says, that he can be glorified in us. That the Lord is about our glory in him. And then when we see Jesus interact with Zacchaeus, I think we should be reminded of the fact not just of Zacchaeus is seeking Jesus, because Zacchaeus obviously does that today. Zacchaeus climbs up, climbs up on a tree. He pursues, he hears about Jesus, the fact that he's coming from Jerusalem to Jericho. In the midst of all of that, Zacchaeus seeks him out. But I think one of the most significant parts of the whole passage is not just Zacchaeus' seeking of Jesus, but that Jesus was interested in Zacchaeus because it says that Jesus looked up. Jesus could have ignored Zacchaeus and just walked right by him. There was a relatively large crowd of people. And yet God 
chooses Zacchaeus, Jesus looks up at Zacchaeus and calls him. He says, today I must stay at your house. Which is kind of interesting because most of the time Jesus will say to somebody, come follow me. And yet today, Jesus doesn't say follow me, but he says, I'm coming to you, Zacchaeus. I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to be with you. And so what does that mean for us? Well, I don't entirely know. Um, But I do know that it means that Jesus desires to be with you and desires you to be with him. And sometimes, and I know for myself in particular this is true, sometimes when I go to pray, sometimes when I come to Mass, I'm really focused on some difficulty in my life that I want to overcome or some grace that I want Jesus to give me, which are all good things. I want Jesus to help me overcome my difficulties and I want, and Jesus desires to give me a grace. And yet, ultimately, I'm invited to sit at the feet of Jesus. Ultimately, you are invited not just to seek things from Jesus, but to seek to be with Jesus himself. And so in the midst of all the different things that we might desire from the Lord, let's desire the Lord. In the midst of all the different obstacles that we need to overcome, let's keep our eyes on Jesus himself. On Jesus himself, because he is the one ultimately that our hearts desire. He ultimately is the one that will fulfill the deepest desires, the deepest longings of our hearts. And may we have the grace this day uh, to allow Jesus to dwell with us this week as he desired to dwell with Zacchaeus. He desires to dwell with us. And may our sinfulness, may our failings, may our imperfections not discourage us But may we always know the fact that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, the first and foremost, which is me.